<laughs> okay. Welcome to Sam and Meg Higley. Welcome. Yeah. We we are full full of energy tonight, folks. Are uh, we? I'm full of I, a kind of energy, but not a good one. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean that you aren't full of, you know, potential kinetic energy in your bod. That's true. Uh, but that's, isn't that always true, though? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't didn't, know. I, didn't, I, I stopped <laughs> studying physics as soon as I could, so... Same. Um, uh, you know, at my retail job that is located directly next door to our high school, uh, God, I God, <laughs> I need to move. Um, uh, our old physics teacher sometimes stops in. Oh, yeah. And every time she's there, she's like, oh, what's going on? How, how's it going? And I, I'll just be like, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I ba- Hi, I barely passed your physics class, but I did graduate from college. Uh, uh yeah tonight i am uh indulging in a sparkling beverage but this one is spiked and Ooh. let me tell you it tastes terrible great uh, uh it's yeah, the it's, only way to be right now though because god this episode's uh it's um it has some tonal issues <laughs> That's, so, that's such a mild way to put this it is fucking awful it yeah, sort of sort of a seesaw <laughs> back and forth <laughs> of emotion. Um let's get right into it with the with the stats and yeah. the um, and the stuff. So first of all, just just to clarify about that, kind of like we did for um on my way, the one that had some information, you know, we gave some information about suicide things like that. For this one, yeah. we do need to have a like a content warning for uh spousal like spousal and domestic abuse. There is Yep. A, there is that in this episode, which you're like, this is Glee. What are you talking about? Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> um, anyway, just content warning for that. Yes. If you if that's if you if you're uh, out, you can go because believe I feel me, like I we can don't want to be here either. So I feel like we can say there are no graphic depictions of said violence. No. It is implied. Yes, it, it's uh, very much and, yeah, very much implied. And we're going to, you know get into get into it later so let's get those stats please yes so this episode is season three episode 18 choke uh it originally aired on may 1st 2012 with 6.01 million viewers which is down from last week which only had 6.9 million so you know we're kind of i think this is where like glee viewership again just it like (laughs) just lives here now like we had that it's, Super Bowl one where they had like twelve million viewers or that whatever. That was the high, the, the series high. Exactly. I think. Yeah. So, and for what a bad episode, and the one where Finn wears zombie blackface. <laughs> like what a shame. Yeah. At least the human canon got its moment to shine. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, so this one only has six point zero one million viewers. That's probably not for the worst though, because damn. Yeah, maybe people shouldn't have seen this episode yeah maybe <laughs> um, yeah so it's directed by michael Uppendahl, who is this is his first glee episode mm-hmm. directing um but he uh is like a television director he's done mad men uh, hor- uh american horror story so i guess he's buds with ryan murphy the murphs uh and it's written by marty noxon of buffy fame okay and so, so. marty noxon is or identifies as female, right? Yeah, she's okay. a lady, okay. and she yeah. ran Buffy for like the last couple seasons. Great. Okay, basically. I just needed to confirm that there was at least some 
yeah, female influence was, on this episode. That there was a lady. Cause, <laughs> I gotcha. Because, like, watching this episode, I'm not sure. Because it really, really is bad. Um, I, uh, you know, you're you're coming at it with a lot of vitriol. But um, <laughs> I, I feel more apathetic than bad. Yeah. I think I think the maybe maybe yeah. like the last three episodes have just sort of mellowed me out because they've all been pretty good. Well, I mean, last week was questionable. <laughs> like, last week was Whitney Houston tribute. Whitney Houston. See, you hated the tempo stuff, but I I wasn't mad well, at it really. Also, Maggie, it's not right, but it's okay. It's okay, <laughs> bitch. You know I love it when Blaine starts like talk singing lyrics. <laughs> Of course, but yeah, no. So when he's sitting at that desk, I I, I think okay. I think the main this, reason this song goes out to all the cheaters in the room. <laughs> Hell yeah, Blaine. No, I think the main reason is that in a similar vein to every time yeah. that Glee tries to tackle a like real heavy topic, they do a bad job and they make they, bad comparisons and they have they terrible do. tonal issues. Like it's true, they just can't really get it right. No, uh, which shows that they just shouldn't do it at all yeah so uh we should get into it furthermore there's like a they meta mentioned that they're so bad at it like yeah like what the fuck they know they know and they decide to do it anyway i guess they like like ryan murphy is like this show is my chance to shoulder the burden of educating everyone well okay about everything so spoilers i did read a little bit we we've talked about uh todd vanderwoof before yes yes because the av club man yes um who wrote all like essentially reviewed every episode of glee because he's a saint um, and yeah. somehow did it but um i did have to we can read only aspire to his level yeah i did i did have to read some of his review of this episode because i needed to confirm that like i don't i'm not crazy um yeah. and he gave this episode an F and it's mostly nice. it's mo- <laughs> the thing is like in his review, he talks about the fact that like if this plot, if the, if the plot line that we're going to get to, sorry for all the vagueness about that, but like if this plot wasn't in the episode, this episode would be like a B minus because it's actually yeah. pretty good. Um, but the problem is that they just so mishandle this topic that is just do a bad job and like it doesn't end it doesn't end in a good place no because they're trying to make a comparison that doesn't work that is not appropriate like it works really bad yeah so and by working really bad i mean it does not work it is very bad so we start the episode proper there's a recap but fuck the recap uh well but it's important maggie it's not. All you need to know is that Shannon and Cooter are married. <laughs> There's also That's Miata the and Puck's life. Bit. And yeah, but if you've been listening to Sam and Maggie Higley, you know where we are. Also, you know what's happening. Also, Roz Washington exists. It's important. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. So we open with a cold ba- uh, a cold open from Rachel B. Berry. Uh, she is doing a little speech about what what is it? Space a- clouds. Giant interstellar cloud. Yes. Uh, Special space clouds. So she has like this whole little speech where she's walking down the hall and she sees Puck like wink at her as he, I guess, seduces some underage girls. Oh. Gross. Um, and uh, she's the, it really comes into its own when she sits up straight in bed saying to herself, I am that giant cloud. Well, yeah, because she's talking about how the the giant some special giant clouds 
become so massive they become stars. Yes. 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 And she has enormous hair curlers <laughs> yes well it's great in. yeah because we get to see some of her morning routine we've seen it before uh, but like the elliptical and like yes the passion and really she has, yeah she has like a dream board with <laughs> like barbara streisand pictures on it and some like glitter words it's fucking amazing yes uh, there's an actually cute Finchel interaction here yes. where uh, she's like, my fiance is very supportive. And we see Finn and Rachel in her bathroom. Finn is like running through emotions. He's like sad. And she looks sad. Happy. She looks happy. It's it's cute. Yeah. Um, well, and then he like, he he finishes and then he like stops a timer. Yes. <laughs> Which, <laughs> like, what? Nice. Good time. <laughs> Which, yeah, because Rachel looks at it and is like excited about it. Also, one of the emotions <laughs> is quote presidential. So... <laughs> It's very good. Yeah, because she has... The look from Rachel B. Berry there. She, like, sort of puts her hand under her chin, like, contemplatively. Oh, my God. I love her so much. I cannot yeah. handle it. I can't hold it in. Yes. Uh, um, she has other rules, too, that she goes over. She's not drinking mm-hmm. milk. She's not touching doorknobs. She's not kissing Finn. Um, yeah. And we... We, there's like a part where she sees uh like oh, these yes. metaphysical enemies in a in a physical form by like students walking down the hallway wearing sandwich boards yes. that say menstrual bloat. Well, one, of them. Yeah, one of them is Adele's throat polyp, which is pretty good. Um and then what's the other one? Uh Stalker? Su- yes, l- yeah, like murderous stalker. <laughs> oh my god. Rachel is so good. Yes. Um and we close out the cold open with like a, a Rachel in the mirror pep talk as she is wont to do. And uh, she closes out with by saying, the sun is going to cry with envy. You will shine so brightly. <laughs> I wrote that oh down. I love that. The sun is going to cry with envy is like the best thing ever. <laughs> I want to get that like tattooed on my brain. Like I love Rachel. <laughs> so we get into the episode. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Uh, Huck and Finn are chatting at some lockers because we're back to the locker chats, everybody. (laughs) Yay. And they're talking about graduation. Uh, We get a scene of Puck trying to seduce an underage girl. Yep. Uh, Well, okay. So it's because Finn is concerned that Puck isn't going to graduate because he overheard, like you're saying, Puck talking to this sophomore cheerleader. Um, He says a line which is, you know... Gross because that's Are all. Are talking about the pants massage? No, I'm talking about gowns are for ladies and tassels are for strippers. Yeah. Um, Which, like, I just I don't understand why yeah. every time, like every episode, Puck has a line that is like gross, toxic, heteronormative bullshit. Like, <laughs> like why though? He's yeah. Like I don't know why. Um, why Puck sucks so much? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I. Th- I think it's just because he's supposed to be a bad boy and yeah. men are trash. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, to play into that, this whole plotline is stupid. But Puck has to, apparently, in, in order to pass, in order to get enough. Yes. Like, yes. in order to, gra- <laughs> yeah, to graduate for realsies, he has to pass his European geography final. And by pass, I mean not get an F because apparently... He can get like a D minus and still pass the class. The class, which means he's been doing pretty well in the class. <laughs> or that this school has incredibly low standards. Perhaps. Um, 
Why is he taking European geography? I mean, personally, that sounds like a real easy class to me, but maybe it's just because I'm a nerd. That sounds dull as hell. Um, I would hate it. I would hate that class so much. Well, um, but Puck seems to hate it as well. Yeah. He needs. He's decided that he's going to pass the class by seducing the teacher, Eleanor Doonesbury. <laughs> yeah, which, um, like, obviously, this has happened in the past, so, like, I guess it makes yeah. sense to t- have this character think he can do it again, but, but, like... But it's not like Shelby was giving him a better grade right. in any class. She was just horny for that weird puck strange. <laughs> right, which, um, uh, yeah, I do... I, I, I can't... Oh, go I can't really relate. I can sort of relate when, like, Puck was sort of, like, just, like, edgy yeah. earlier in the show instead of just sort of straight-up disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back when he was, like, making out with Rachel. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, when, like, when he was, like, just kind of a skis as opposed to being, like, yeah. full-on scumbag. There's, like, the scene where he envisions Rachel as, like, a Jewish angel yes. coming into yes. his window. And like, yeah. No, why that, don't you date a nice Jewish it. girl? Yeah. Um. So anyway, um. The other thing I wanted to point out about the scene, Puck confirms that apparently he's taking, uh, what is it, auto shop, wood shop, and metal shop. So those are all classes yeah. offered by McKinley. McKinley is like such a whack school. We already have talked about it, and we know that it's alive like Hogwarts. Yes, I just um, wanted to point it out because, like, metal shop too. Like, wow. Yeah, it is surprising, but maybe like, maybe like a big industry in uh, Lima yeah. is. They do have the. I don't know. Well, they have the like auto metal, industry, but like, like a metal. But factory. they they also have auto shop as a specific other class, which I don't know. I don't know. What tell you i know i, I know, know you don't i just want to point it out because i think it's funny <laughs> so let's move on um we move to the ladies we get oh we get canon confirmation of our metafiction right here <laughs> yes I, so Brittany, Brittany is arriving to tell the other girls at the lockers of course that are in glee um she you'll remember she became class president a while yes, back yes. um that was because a plot. she sang that beyonce song when she was wearing those hot pants and everyone was like damn <laughs> Yes, but um, so apparently prom is coming up. Brittany is surprised that we get quote another one of those. Um, but she's she it's up to her to decide the theme of theme. prom. Yes, and she has said that she's thinking about alien abductions as the theme. Yeah, <laughs> alien abductions as a, as the theme. She wants to set up uh like cornfields and like probing stations. Yes, <laughs> probing stations. Oh I, God. Yeah, uh, but we don't we don't settle on that for too long because Shannon Beast walks by. She has um a pretty visible black eye, mm-hmm. and Santana like just sort of gets gets on her case about it. Yeah, in like a gnarly way. Yeah, I mean, so the thing is, Santana has been known to make a lot of off color jokes all the time. Yes. Um, this yeah. happens to be one where she makes comparison to a famous singer who is trash, and. Like on record, Chris, Chris Brown. Well, I didn't want to say his Brown. name because he doesn't deserve any credit, Maggie. He is a fucking um, piece of garbage, and people still we'll say like his, him. We'll say his name because he deserves to be in prison. Yes, uh. that exactly. <laughs> um, but so she compares Cooter to Chris Brown, um, yes. as a joke, which Mercedes laughs at. Which, I mean, 
Yeah. I just don't understand. This is out of character for like everyone involved. For everyone. Every single one of them. Which is why the why this plot line is so frustrating. Is that everyone acts out of character. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. They just shoved it in here for more preaching. Yeah. Um so here comes Roz Washington. She's here to shut down this line of like I I guess this like toxic conversation. Mm -hmm. She's like, hey, domestic violence is not a joke. Let me get all of your names. Wait a second. I'm just going to give you horrible nicknames. (laughs) Which, okay. See, that's, that's the thing about this plot line too. Um, Not only is it some, is it, I'm guessing it's supposed to be like a parody of some like after school bullshit, but like not only did they make it so everyone's out of character, Roz pulls this line out of context. And also they, they, we are going to jump right into this. She gets referred to as Black Sue. And the idea is that multiple like, times, multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And like, the Id- it's because these writers are too fucking lazy to write a different character. So they're like, hey, Nene Leakes can do like a, a, a okay Sue impression. Let's just have her be Sue. That'll be good. Well, and the thing is that this whole thing is supposed to. We're, we're getting to it, but it's supposed to be about, like, women empowerment and, like, making it more visible about, like, domestic abuse and things. But they have these two characters that are literal garbage monsters that just insult people for no reason being mm-hmm. the crusades of this. And it gets called yes. out. <laughs> like, Sugar yeah. is like, it, you're mean to us. Why? Like, what are you talking about? Like, ah, It doesn't stupid. make any fucking sense. No. It, why would it, though? Right? right? Do we expect too much? I guess so. No, I mean, we I'm don't. I'm expecting decency, and I'm not getting it here. So, like, oh, So, God. in the next scene, uh, Sue and Roz, who I shall now refer to as Black Sue and White Roz, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes. Have a chat about domestic violence in the um in the teachers lounge. Uh, j- I mean, basically just like domestic <sighs> violence is bad, huh? And then the other one says, "Yes." Uh, well, it's they're they're appalled that these girls would make this kind of joke. Yeah. And like the thing is, one the reason I, one of the reasons I get really mad right here is that this is the first time we've ever seen any of these people make a joke about domestic abuse? Yes. So yes. it's not like this is a trend or like, no. it's just a... Also, yeah. it's not these girls' fault. Right. It's society. Right. Which, I mean, I can understand the idea of like, so, let's educate ourselves and learn more about this subject so maybe we don't make off-color jokes in the future. But like... No need to like reprimand exactly. these like random girls right no just sort of be like hey don't make jokes about domestic violence yeah which instead of it gets it feels like it's getting blown out of not i don't want to say it's getting blown out of proportion because domestic abuse is a real serious problem but like there's a better way to teach people i guess maybe than yes yeah i think so right better way to teach people than bullying them into thinking differently right so Um, will and shannon join them shannon and will Enter with like big, they're smiling and chatting, and thank God Will doesn't talk at all in this episode. <laughs> well, really, he, he has a line which is like, "What are you talking about?" When, <laughs> when, uh, when White Roz, sorry, when White Roz tells him about what's been going on. So, yeah, and uh, Shannon's like, "Oh, is this because of me?" Well, I just had an accident at the gym. That's why I have this black eye. Uh, it doesn't ring true no. because Dot Jones is a very good actress and yep. has. Done her best with what has been given to her. Yeah, I mean, but seriously though, Dot Marie Jones is like 
amazing in this episode, a, even a though goddess. even though this episode is really bad. So, so the next scene, we are in the auditorium. Kurt is dressed as the Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Tina is sort of dressed as Christine, <laughs> really just wearing a, an enormous weird wig. Well, it, you know what's like? It's just it, yeah. There's a lot of candles. <laughs> there's a lot of pageantry involved in this. It's a lot this. of candles. There's the there's the fog. They don't have the boat though. No. Um. There's no because if you've ever seen the stage production of Phantom of the Opera. Oh, Maggie. Um, or try, try to try to show some humility. I'm, I've, you know, I have seen it when it's come on tour uh, <laughs> to our local playhouse. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, but you know what I'm fucking talking right. about. No, no, you know, yeah. the stage is full of fog and there's candles fucking everywhere and they rise out of the ground and they lower from the ceiling and there's a boat. <laughs> y- yes. Yes, that is exactly uh, fan of the opera in a nutshell. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Kurt is an interesting phantom, uh, okay. I would say. Uh, yeah. The cape. The cape gesturing is <laughs> um, flamboyant, to say the least. Okay, see, so that's... I want Excessive? Yeah, I want to talk about it, because, like, this performance is fine, I guess. But, like, they, they try to tell us in this episode that, like, the music of the night is, quote, like, Kurt's forte. Kurt's- or something yeah, th- like this is Kurt's "Don't Rain on My Parade," but, as is but it's to Rachel, not. which doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> no. Like, wouldn't Kurt's like? I mean, what about fucking Rose's turn? Right. See, that's the 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 big thing for me on this is that I understand that like this idea is that Glee is trying to like show us that like you know, oh, I thought of this stereotypical quote masculine number as the yeah. one that I should do, um, but it just it's not. Kurt. It falls flat as hell. Yeah. Like it which it's supposed to, right. I guess. Yes. Um and there's like some hand flourishing that he does <laughs> to try to get Tina to be more into it. Yeah. There's a part where they like touch hands and it's like, oh, what a what a sexually charged <laughs> touching of hands. <laughs> oh god. Uh Blaine is very supportive mm-hmm. <laughs> from his spot in the audience. Um even though he's like, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's because um, Kurt after the number is like, something feels off. Yeah, no Something's shit, Kurt. Off. <laughs> Something's off because I'm very out of character right now. <laughs> but uh, so he, he calls it, quote, too safe. And also he says, I'm bored by it. Yeah. And he has a couple ideas on how to shake it up. He's like, I could bedazzle my cape. I could sing it in German. I could do it in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I say all three, uh, except <laughs> well, like nude, but for the cape. Right. Yes. Keep the cape. Yeah. Um, Keep the bedazzled cape and the half mask and be nude for the rest of it. So, uh, can we talk real quick? These auditions, yeah. though, like, okay, maybe it's just because I haven't had this experience, but I've auditioned for other things, like, you know, yeah. band type of things. Yeah, you, you've, you don't you've, get to like. You whipped out your oboe. Yeah. You, you don't get to like. Toot. You, you don't get to like bring in a full backing orchestra and like have your like backup dancers. I think that's, di- this is different okay. than that. Right. Cause like when you play a piece, you can have an accompaniment on like a piano. That's true. I guess. That, yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. Well, except but also all the flashier. candles though. 
What? The candles. Uh, it, it, they're at the very end of the scene. Kurt's like, maybe I just need more candles. <laughs> and Blaine's like, oh, God, no. Yeah, I did like that a lot. Um, <laughs> no more candles, please, God. <laughs> but yeah, I just it's just weird to me. It is. Um, well. I mean, it's fine. Listen, it's for TV or whatever. It's dramatic. It's TV. Like, and also, Niata doesn't really exist. <laughs> like, it's not a real school. True. So, Good point. Um, we, the rules are the rules are gone. We can do whatever we want. Um, that's right. But yeah, so let's move back to the real shitty storyline. Like, because here's the thing. The domestic abuse storyline is very shitty. But this very. puck storyline is also shitty in a different way for sure but like it's just kind of dumber exactly (laughs) it's just stupid Uh, (laughs) do you think like that scene where puck gave all those um shot glasses to the boys was supposed to lead up to this i mean maybe because there's a lot of that like male bonding bro bullshit here (laughs) yeah which i mean let's so let's get into it um puck tries to seduce eleanor you'll remember (laughs) she's his teacher um uh she at first is like you know i cannot be bought uh (laughs) even though i am very lonely and divorced i cannot be bought and uh i will be doing nothing for you then puck like goes in to kiss her neck which oh man (laughs) no kidding um luckily this is not another shelby situation eleanor is pretty quick to be like get get the hell out of here um, which <laughs> get the hell out of here, Puckerman? Well, it's go. Well, it's mostly so. What's interesting about it is she's kind of like, no, stop that. And Puck is like, I can't do it. I'm too stupid. And she's like, you're not stupid. You're just lazy. And he's like, fuck you. Fuck this school. Fuck this noise. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, he breaks out into like a dirt rock. It's number. Yeah, it's schools out it's, by Alice Cooper. Yeah. yeah. School's out for summer. I, I feel it's like the more recognizable. I, I, na- I mean, yeah, sure. Yes, it's called school's out, but whatever. Um, and it's half a dream sequence. He seems to be performing it for like a concerned new directions. Yes, but in his in his brain, he is on. He's got a bike, <laughs> like a dirt bike. Yes, <laughs> that he rides through the hallways. He has a helmet that does have a mohawk on it. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he goes into the football field on this dirt bike, and there's some like dirt rock Cheerios, and there's a platform that he stands on. It's very Alice Cooper, except he does not eat a live crow. <laughs> Isn't that Ozzy Osbourne? Never mind. Does not matter. I don't know. Uh, so, I don't know. So well, um, there is one of the things about this is that it is. I just described the stage of phantom of the opera why the fuck would i know <laughs> but um well, which of those which of those guys ate a crow well, one of the things about this number is it's very confusing as to which parts yes. are diegetic and which parts are non-diegetic because yeah like yeah he's in the hallways and there's like a group of like ragtag like you know i'm trying to think of this aesthetic grunge i guess mm. kind of yeah, um, grungy. Because like these grungy dudes who like all run after Puck as if he's like their their Pied Piper. Right. There's also a part where they're in the bathroom and they're like spray painting and throwing toilet paper around. Like yeah. And then, but at the same time, we see them in front of the Glee Club and the Glee Club looks horrified. <laughs> so yeah, that's the part um, that's confusing, but it's great. The the sh- the song ends with Puck setting his guitar on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh. In the in his dream sequence, but then we flash back to the choir room, and the guitar is just like placed on the floor yes. in front of him. 
<laughs> yes. And As if he like lovingly placed it there before ending the, the song. Well, I like to think um, that he was yeah. acting out lighting it on fire in front of them. Sure, sure. Sort of like a, like a here's this fake Zippo lighter. Yes. With a, like a miming opening this lighter and throwing it on this guitar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like a bad improv. Yes. Um, but so then Puck runs out of the room. Everyone is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like Maggie said, she called it dirt rock. I don't know if that's fair, but like, it is, it's, it's, it's ver- dirty. It is, it's a rock number. It's dirty. It's not anyone's favorite. Sorry. We're watching Glee. What do you want? Like, Yeah. Listen, it's fine, but um, fine isn't good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, the next scene is a whole new level of preachiness, which Ooh. is a quote from the fucking show. Yep. Yeah. Why do they think this is good content? I honestly, I feel like there's something here where it's like they were trying to like, both make a statement about domestic abuse, but then also do like a parody of like of after themselves? school special type of programs, you know? Literally glee. <laughs> um Right. Which, yeah, it's yeah. dumb though, and I'm upset that like they have the self awareness again. It's just lazy in my opinion yeah. to to do that. Um instead of writing like a good storyline they're like hey we're just gonna preach at you for real this time yeah stupid well so uh, yeah to break down the so, scene sue is kind of leading these girls at glee club well white Roz is leading right sorry white Roz is leading and, glee club yeah and black sue gives i don't like that raw i was gonna say Roz. white Roz and Roz. yeah uh, Roz has a little speech about, uh, well, she tells like a personal story about how her aunt had a, um, like an abusive husband mm-hmm. that she had trouble leaving. And it is very touching. I think Nene Leakes does a pretty good performance here. I, that is one good, the like one of the good parts about the storyline is that Nene Leakes does really shine as like a, um, a, a, ver- a different version of, a character we already have. Yeah. No, that's uh, yeah. I, one of the things one of the things I do like about this is the idea here, it's misguided and it's not done well. But the the girls of Glee Club are talking about how we know domestic abuse is bad, but like Quinn isn't there, by the way. Also, yeah. It's Sugar, Brittany, Mercedes, Santana and Tina. Tina, yeah. Um, but one of the things is, like, they're like, we know it's bad, but, like, it would never happen to us. Our boyfriends are magic perfect people um, and not men, I guess. I just love guess. the idea of, like, Santana being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> right. I... My I the my the love of my life is sitting three feet away from me, and she doesn't understand what violence is, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, like... I, I, I like this idea that's like, hey, let's not be glib about, you know, domestic abuse. It's something that could happen. Yeah. Like, it, it it can happen and you don't recognize, like, you won't see it from the outside because of yeah. how it works. And treating it, treating it glibly is just going to perpetuate this culture of violence. But the problem Obviously. is that Glee is treating it glibly. Mm-hmm. So here we so are. So they, sh- they shoot themselves in the foot. Yes. Really? Yeah. Uh, but is it on purpose? Are they trying to prove a point? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so so yeah. Sue, Sue sets the assignment for the week. 
They are to take songs from the Great American Songbook, uh, as it is said in the show, that, um, I guess, glorify domestic violence and turn them on their ear to make them songs of empowerment. Which, okay. Um, is that possible? What? Yeah, one, is that possible? Two, does Sue have an idea in mind, or is she just pulling this out of her ass? Because, like, I can't immediately I think of anything. Like, yeah, like, even, even like songs by domestic abusers aren't usually about. Yeah, which I mean to be fair, well, I guess I get, they they did sing that one that one song by Fun. Yeah, that that's that one. True. Uh, what's it called? The, the time of our lives. I don't know. No, it's but it's that one. I know it's Fun Fun with a period. Yes, it's it's the one that is about domestic abuse. That's a good point. Yep. Um, yep. Anyway, so that's so the So we assignment. thought of one song, everybody, and they've already done it, so they won't do it again. Yep, so we'll, we'll come back to this. In the meantime, um, we're punchy-punching, because Blaine is doing a little workout. Um, all the Glee boys, <laughs> I guess, work out together now? Uh, they work... Weight training for Glee Club? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> which, it's, I think they're just friends, but, which is fine. It's just... Yeah, they... They're all doing their gym time together. Mike comes up to Blaine and he's like, listen, Tina wants me to gel my hair for prom and I need advice. <laughs> and Blaine's like, oh, oh, I know this shit back to front. Let me tell you. Well, and then Blaine gives him like. Never, br- n- never brush well, after gel. Disaster. Which, like, I feel like that's just common sense advice. Like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Mike seems like sort of overwhelmed. Yes, so. no, he does. <laughs> um, mostly because after that, Blaine does get into the idea of like just throw a little water or you know sweat into your hair, and then you can restyle then, it on the fly. Dang, new new do man. Uh, super super Blaine. Um, but then Finn. Huh, I just I oh. I loved Blaine and Mike talking to each other. Why can't this whole episode just be characters I like talking to each other? Because, what the fuck? Because Maggie Finn has to reprimand them for talking about not Puck not being there. Like, Ugh, I don't what? care about Puck or Finn, which, like, or anyone but, else what? other than the characters I like. Which, like, that's the thing about this. Is that Finn is like, guys, why aren't we talking about the important thing? Like, who's not here? And all of them are like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Puck's not here. And they're like, oh, I guess that's right. Huh. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. He hasn't logged into that Call of Duty, like, LAN party that we had or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Joe does say, I'm in full-blown prayer mode, which is... Oh, I actually, I actually love that. Me too. Um... I think that's hilarious. Um... <laughs> Joe, Joe is really shaping up to be a... Yes, I do. A character that I like. Yes. I, partly because, um, like, I don't know, he was so willing to press his boner against Quinn for Bray. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also just, I don't know, I like him. He's good. We get a flash of Rory. I'm which in full-blown prayer mode. We, which lets us know that Rory's in the episode. It reminded me, oh, yeah, he's yes. a character, too. Um, so uh, they all agree that they're going to help Puck pass his exam so that way he won't flunk out of high school. No, that's later. Well, no, they, um, right now, they're, Finn, they're all just worried about it, sure. and they they need to they realize that they need to have some sort of intervention sure. um, with him. So, the next scene uh, is Rachel and Kurt having a locker chat. Rachel comes up to Kurt, and uh, it basically tells him he's in grave danger because Kurt's like, "You're talking. I thought you had a vow of silence until your audition." <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. The ones what she would break it for is if William and Kurt, uh, William and Kate, uh, were pregnant. 
which wow blast from the past right there yeah, no kidding uh uh if liza minnelli died yes. i think uh and, or if he was uh if kurt was, was in grave danger right which kurt it is funny because then kurt is like please tell me liza is okay <laughs> but you're not kurt yes i heard that you're going to do a song that isn't the song that you did out of character earlier right um yeah, we find out that uh, off screen, Kurt has been contemplating changing the, his number to not the boy next door. Right. Which Rachel has deemed too controversial. It will uh, not go over well in his audition. And she's like, dude, you're self-sabotaging. Which you're- Kurt is like, do you really think that I am? Not like, hey, fuck you, which is what I feel like I would do. But maybe it's because I'm not friends with um, Rachel Berry. They're- they're friends um and rachel has you know fallen on her sword a few times for kurt that's true um but yeah so uh kurt agrees uh he's like okay you know you're right i'll do music of the night it's my wheelhouse or whatever he only agrees because rachel's like i believe in you so much i will be your christine see why wasn't she his christine before though like she was too busy to just stand there preparing Preparing Don't Rain on My Parade. To, to just stand there as Tina did earlier? Like, um, Rachel would not just stand there? How dare you? But uh, one thing I did note. She's Rachel B. Berry. She is that giant interstellar cloud. She will become that star. The sun will cry with envy. <laughs> did, you, did you see Kurt's bow tie? It's a metal bow tie. Yeah, Kurt's outfits are fucking bomb this episode, though. Well, I mean, the one he does for the number is amazing, because, but it makes sense. Anyway, Rachel does make, like... Uh, she says, like you're saying, the number's too controversial and yeah. he won't fit in Peter Allen's gold, just, gold spandex pants or whatever. Ugh. I just don't really... It's the it's LeMay. Oh, sure. Uh, I just don't really, like, see Rachel's point here. No. Because, like, too controversial? It's a musical theater school. Yeah, and it's a musical about a gay man that won Hugh Jackman a Tony. Like... Yeah. It's right up like, their alley. That, like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it's like dynamic, right? Yeah. It's not, you know, corner of the sky from Pippin that's like <laughs> everyone, you know, the, the, what everyone is doing. It's, you know, something different. <laughs> I like how you what? pulled that one out of your... Where did you get that? I love... I, I love that song so much. <laughs> Apparently, it's mostly... If- uh, Listen, if if I was going to do a Niata audition, it would be Corner of the Sky from Pippin. <laughs> what would my Niata is that song so, be? Is that so hard to believe? No. Um, uh, hmm. 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 That's a good question. Maybe uh, uh, I'm Alive from Next to Normal. That one or maybe something from Spring Awakening. Like Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, maybe um uh, the reprise of... Uh, uh, of of the that uh heat of your body song you know the gayer one yes <laughs> anyway rachel of course is announced that she's she's definitely singing don't rain on my parade of course no shit because it's it's rachel's song of course she would do yes. it um yeah so the next scene it's the cell block tango yeah we're in the auditorium and uh the girls who are in this plot line or here yes. uh, doing it. And I have to ask, is this just an excuse to put people in sexy black outfits? Yeah. Well, I write, I don't know. Outfits are way too sexy. Honestly, they are extremely sexy, which as someone who is like, you know, 
been a, a gay person who loves musicals. I've watched plenty of renditions of of this number. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, like, the Chicago movie came out in, like, what, 2004? Yeah, I think or whatever. so. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I saw that immediately, even though I was like a chill 10 maybe uh, <laughs> really inappropriate for a 10 year old <laughs> um definitely watched it anyway it won um be- the academy award for best picture so of course no i'm not um, saying it's bad here's the thing i love chicago don't get that twisted this number is just super inappropriate like did renee did renee zellweger turn me into a lesbian maybe no um <laughs> <laughs> who maybe, can say maybe. um it's who's to say who can say there's there are so many things um because rent came out around that time too yeah. uh yeah the, the outfits are too sexy there's been like high school renditions of this song that i've you know, watched on youtube that are extremely less sexy right well and also like the dancing is like to be fair very typically style they're going all out for it and like yeah, but like, there's yeah. You know, um, have you ever watched the uh, Pussycat Dolls Buttons video? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's a music video for the song Buttons. Uh, no, I can't even tell you what that song sounds like. So they pushing up my buttons, baby. That's no. Nope, I'm gonna have to look this up later. I'm very excited though. You know, uh, the Pussycat Dolls are way up my wheelhouse. <laughs> So. Oh, oh, are they? <laughs> um, yeah, the, basically, there's some chair acrobatics uh, in that music video, similar to here. Okay. There are some chairs. There's some waggling of the chairs. There's some straddling of the chairs. <laughs> there's some throwing of the chairs. Yes, yes. Um, Santana, give him the chair, you know. Which, yeah. So the reason that this is really bad, mostly because... This number is fine. This number is great. It's also about women killing people, which is, eh, like... I mean, justified. They're killing men. Right. Uh, <laughs> but um, the problem uh, here th- th- is yeah. that it gets interspersed with scenes of a fight between Cooter and Shannon. And it's not even really a fight. No. It's just more of, like, rage Cooter. Right. Um, well, because, Like, yeah. he, he's flown into some sort of, like, dramatic rage. We don't hear any of this. It's all just, like, seemingly flashbacks that Shannon is having yeah. uh, while listening to the song. Because we get, like, a shot of her face and then this. And Yeah, it's because it's during Santana singing the verse about, like, turkey. And then he ran into my knife ten times. The problem is that with this, like, interspersing of scenes... It seems to be drawing a comparison between Shannon making dinner and then also cutting her turkey with a knife. Like, yeah, it's just not good. It's just, it is so slapdash. Like it is not nuanced at all. No. Uh, Which is not the best way to go about this kind of topic. I think. Uh, Yeah. It's really not great. And like they acknowledge that it's not great. Like, um, the, at, at the end of the song, Shannon leaves like halfway through yeah. it at the end of it. Uh, the Rosses are like, wow, you really missed the point. Right. All you did was like sing a song about people who domestically abuse each other people so. and wore their panties on stage. That's not right. <laughs> That's not what we wanted. You did a bad job. Well, okay. So here to, to bring us away from this, because the next scene is a continuation of this plot. Um, 
what would be better? Like we talked about, what number would would work here? Like, um, the only one I I was looking up. I'm not gonna. I looked up. I was like, what are good feminist ballads? The problem is most of the ones I found were post when this show aired, which means that like, obviously undoable. But one of the ones yeah. I found is like a 1955 number, the "You Don't Own Me" song. The like, um, I can't remember who the artist is now because I didn't write it down. But like. What about Survivor by Destiny's Child? They already did that number mixed with when? I Will Survive for the other time that they did a heavy topic um, that was not as, not greatly oh. handled. Yeah. Right. See, that's the thing. Yeah. I Will Survive would be a good one, but they already did it. Survivor would be a good one. They already did it. Girls Run the World would be a good one. They already did it. Like, there's a ton of ones that are like female empowerment songs. I am Sasha Fierce. <laughs> Maybe they used up their quota of Beyonce numbers already. Uh, there is no quota. Well, no, there's I'm no saying, quota for me. Oh, I know there's no quota for you, but like Fox has to pay for the rights <laughs> to songs. So that's true. And and Bay would be like, "Bitch, another." <laughs> I already gave you so many. Y- you gotta subscribe to Title. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the song's over and the scene's over and it's done. Then we go to the uh, an empty classroom where Shannon has hidden away to cry, mm-hmm. and the Rozes are here to confront her and berate her. Right again, <laughs> right. of course, because like yeah, and then because then we find out Shannon reveals that Cooter hit her. Um, she didn't get hit with a punching bag. None of us are surprised. Um, and it was over because he yeah, yeah he was filled with rage when he noticed that like the dishes weren't done after she promised to do them. Yeah. It sounded like he'd also been drinking. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like part of the problem here. I just want to yeah. say I c- fucking called it. I knew that Cooter sucked Cooter is the trash. moment is he was on screen. Garbage trash. Yes. So what's up? Yes. Good job. Um, He is garbage yeah, trash you. and he deserves to rot in jail. Rot in hell. <laughs> also there. Um, But, uh, so Sue, to her credit, White Roz, if you will, to her credit, yes. does take this very seriously after this point. She tells Shannon that Shannon needs to leave. Um, and and that she- Shannon kind of breaks down here um, because we already know that Shannon has like a, a sort of distorted mm-hmm. view of herself and pretty low self-esteem uh, because she's like, if I leave Cooter, no one will ever love me again. Yeah. Um, it's the, this is pretty gnarly. I mean, heteronormativity has destroyed Shannon B's life. Yep. Well, and not about part it. of it here. One, this scene is very emotional and I'll, I'll hand it to especially Dot Marie Jones. She does a very good job. And like, yes, this is, I guess something that could happen, but like, I hate the fact that they, they throw this into this episode. We have no buildup for this whatsoever because like you're saying, you you called that Cooter was trash, but like I didn't like I didn't see it. And to be fair, that's kind of the mm. point of this, I guess. But they're not. They didn't. Mm. We haven't seen Shannon for like episodes, and suddenly this yeah, is back like for half this. a season. Yeah. It feels like Shannon's been yeah. gone, and like it just feels like they're setting this up as a as they're like, oh, this is you know what happens in these domestic abuse situations where a woman gets hit, but she can't leave because she feels like she'll never be loved again. And it's like, that's not all of those situations. And also you, it doesn't feel like, you know what you're talking about. Like, 
Yeah, I think it's part like part of the problem Glee has is that they can't really carry a storyline from episode to episode. Yeah. Uh, unless it's about Finchel, I guess. Right, because we uh, talk about them literally every week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like even just like implying that, like in a in a different episode, like having a conversation between Shannon and Will about like what Shannon's marriage is like. Yeah. Anything, anything. Like it's just, yeah. It's it's just uh, it, it feels kind of like what they do with Quinn, which is they just hate Quinn's character and they make her do a lot of shitty stuff because they don't like her very much and her life is just kind of shitty. I feel very similarly about... Quinn's life is not... Quinn's life is not shitty. I mean, being in a car accident does suck, but she was texting and she deserved it. I'm just kidding. That was <laughs> but a, like, definitely a joke. But the, the thing is, it feels very similar. I feel the same way about Shannon B's storyline a lot because it feels like they just use her as a punching bag. They're like... Yeah. Who, who can we pull well, on show... for a shitty storyline? How about Shannon Beast? Because her last name's Beast. Show... Isn't that funny? Ha ha ha. Yeah. The show has a misogynistic overtone, yes. you could say. Uh, but hey, what TV doesn't? Um, yeah. So White Roz is like, you're going to stay at my house and I'm going to give you a tent to wear because even uh... when I'm comforting you, I have to be an asshole. Right. See, that's like, uh, it's very emotional. And then Sue makes a joke about Beast being huge, which again, great. Shannon, Shannon is more than this. Like, why? Why? I don't know. <sighs> so the next scene is Puck cleaning a pool. He turns down a Coog's advances when she's like, let's go bone. And he's like, no way. I'm, I'm going straight. Yes. This is my I, last day. This is my last day here. I'm going to the West Coast. Yes. And uh, the Coog is like, I'm going to miss those abs. Guess what? Puck doesn't have abs. He's not. No. Yeah. Um, he he had abs for that single scene with um, uh, when he came out of the bathroom. Oh, yeah. With the, the Kristen shower Chenoweth. With uh, Kristen Chenoweth. After she blew him, blew him I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the scene ends with Puck going... Dad? Yeah, it's it's great because it's like first person kind of like we are the dad and like Puck turns to look at us and is like, we're Puck's dad. <laughs> Hi, I'm Puck's dad. Hi, I've been Puck's dad for three months. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then we cut to commercial because this show is garbage, yes. and and we cut we cut into. Uh, sort of the middle of a scene where the New Direction boys are all in the choir room together at some indeterminate time. Yes. And Finn is detailing the plans of his heist of Puck yes. to them. Uh, he has like a whiteboard that he's drawn everything out on. It's pretty intensive. Uh, he obviously cares for Puck quite a yes. lot. Um, and he's like, we're going to trap him at this pool. Uh, he's scheduled to be there at 2, so he'll be there at 3.30. <laughs> he'll be hiding in the bushes. Yes. Artie, you're the bait. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, it's cute. Um, but as... If only they actually did oh, it. Oh, my God. You know? I do I do love... Why am I hiding behind a bear? That's not a bear. That's a bush. It looks kind of... It looks like a it bear. It looks like a shrub. What's the difference between a shrub? It's yeah, I, I do like the banter. Um, but then Puck arrives during this. Um, yeah, Puck shows up because talking with his dad, which we do get like a moment of, has shown him the light. He's had a revelation. Yeah. Um, because his dad 
brought some of like Puckerman's special sauce, which is was a beer. Please, thank you. From his, <laughs> it's just jizz. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's just a six pack of jizz. Uh, a, a, a dad wants to have a beer with his son. Come on. Yeah, it sounds. Well, uh, the, I guess the implication <laughs> is that his dad had a microbrewery, and this is like the last that went under. Yeah, because uh, the reason he's yeah. here is because he's asking Puck for rent money. Which, like, shut the fuck up. You suck so bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like this is kind of like, a trope, though, for some television. Where it's, like, shitty fathers, mostly. Sure. Like, scum oh, of off course. their children. Like, and obviously, Puck has daddy issues. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, because uh, his he looks dad is just like... <laughs> They're in love. Uh... Puck's dad is like, you know, it, it takes a real man to ask for help, Jesus. <laughs> which is just so manipulative and terrible. Yes. And Puck did give him the money he asked for, yes. which is like 500 bucks. Most of Puck's seed money for LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now Puck realized that like his dad is a deadbeat who never graduated from high school and he doesn't want to become him so he has to graduate yes which is why he's come to the new direction boys he needs their help to study for his test yes um yeah because it takes a real man to ask for help yeah um part of the other reason i hate this episode is i feel like they put these plot lines together because Mm -hmm. they think that they're is a through line here and yeah no giving your dad five hundred dollars <laughs> so that he'll go away and he'll stop asking you for money which while shitty like it is shitty i'll give you that but yes, it is not domestic abuse like no it is like emotional it is manipulation yeah, but i'm just um, saying but it, also like puck's dad doesn't live with him no. and like isn't trapping him in any sort of situation he's just sort of like manipulating him because he knows that like puck doesn't want to deal with exactly him. it's just it, the thing is it just feels like that that's the problem it feels intentional now it Are feels so- like they were they were like oh we can do this here because it lines up with the other plots we want to tell and it's like no you know i didn't exactly see that i sw- I can sort of see that, like, Glee might have wanted to do that, but I don't think they succeeded yeah. Well, that's in any shape or that's form. That's the thing is I don't think they succeeded, but it feels to me like they were intending that, which is... Let's get back to the real... To, to where Glee is yes. good. Um, you know, with the big numbers and the splashy... Yes, the, the Neata uh, storyline, the one that the... we actually like here, <laughs> because we're ready for the auditions, finally. It's Kurt's audition. He is wearing the phantom getup, and Rachel is there in a Christine mm-hmm. costume. And we find out who their uh, audition judge evaluator yeah. is. Uh, it is Whoopi Goldberg as Carmen Thibodeau. Yes. There's a fun little reference here because Rachel is telling Kurt this right before the audition. And then Kurt's like, expository speech? <laughs> yes. Which, well, I liked it because he references a time that apparently Carmen Thibodeau interrupted a performance of Medea yes. to ravage an audience member who dared to look at his watch while she was singing one of her, quote, killing my children arias, which is maybe one of the best ways to describe Medea. Like, yeah, I think that's just like really in character yes. for Medea. Yes. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, Carmen Thibodeau is great, and she's going to be in the show for a while. So this is great, and I'm glad Whoopi Goldberg is finally here. Thank yep. God. Uh, Kurt is very nervous. His voice turns into a nervous little flute. Yes, um, because he goes out and, as one does, I guess, before these auditions, announces the song that he's going to sing. And Yes, that is definitely a yeah. thing. Um, to be like, I my name is this, and I'll be singing this. Well... But then he does something that I don't think is very typical. He asks the judge, I bet you hear this song a lot, which she responds to and is like, yes, I do, actually. <laughs> which, yeah. Yes. Uh, and he's like, you know what? I've had a change of heart and I will be singing Not the Boy Next Door. Yes. Which he does. Um, let's talk about the song. Okay. So I listened to it three times in a row right before we recorded yes. this. It is good um kurt sounds yes uh and i'd say his dancing is more of just um like extensive stretching so here's the thing i love this because (laughs) for a lot of reasons but one i i watched Mm -hmm. i also did some homework i watched a couple of hugh jackman's performances of not for next door um and a lot of the dancing is Hugh, Hugh Jackman's huge acting performances. <laughs> we can't reference that, Maggie. That show is tainted. Um, You're right. But uh, <laughs> the dancing is similar to what is in the actual musical, which I assume means that it's similar to what Peter Allen actually does. And the yeah. other thing here is that so this musical is The Boy from Oz, which is about Peter Allen, yes. who is one of who was Liza Minnelli's I think first husband. Um, but then he yes. came out as gay and is yes and a, a gay icon and he he was Australian and he ended up he was one of the first Australian like gay icons to die of AIDS which is a big public you know thing because yes. of the timing because it was like 1992 so the thing for me is that like this is kind of exactly what I want from Glee yeah like, <laughs> like thank God yeah. the Glee should be like queer history 101 yes because here's the thing kurt was gonna sing music of the night which is one of the most overdone like generic broadway songs yeah which don't get me wrong they're milk toast there's some very good renditions of that song and like it there are some people who sing it and make it sound very good but i want kurt to sing songs that are in his wheelhouse and this song most certainly is it's like yes. it's exact it is kurt like this song is kurt yeah. and it's very good which kurt obviously knew because he was wearing yes. the outfit <laughs> for this underneath his phantom outfit the whole time and he also had asked tina Brittany, and mercedes <laughs> to be his backup dancers for this in costume yes. um so obviously he had a backup plan this whole time that he did not tell rachel mm-hmm. about uh which I love. What a dramatic asshole. Yes. Uh, there is a point near the beginning of the song where he strips off his whole... He's The pants are tearing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which honestly just feels so right. For It does. It it just feels so perfect. Um, but yeah, he's wearing the gold the lame pants, pants. The gold lame. The gold lame pants. Uh, it's very there's good. some thrusting. There's some his like... His hips are surprisingly agile. Very much so. He, you know, Kurt slash piano is my favorite pairing <laughs> from this like episode. like rubbing himself all over it. Yeah. 
yeah, if if I was going to give like a sexual atten- sexual tension award to this episode, it would be to Kurt and the piano. As everyone else watches. Um yeah. <laughs> That's what he likes. That's actually it's what the piano likes. <laughs> yeah, Kurt just goes along with uh, it because it's easier to, than to do that than to have an argument. Um Carmen seems very impressed because she said so. Yes, um, after she's like, you know, I studied with Hugh Jackman at his acting academy. In the Sydney Opera House. (laughs) In the Sydney Opera House when I was doing a residency. And I would say that if he saw that version of your song, he would be impressed. He would be impressed as I Thank you, Carmen Thibodeau. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Carmen Thibodeau, for that long, (laughs) like... Uh, sort of Simon Cowell kind of transition. <laughs> yes, there. Um, but no, it's great. Uh, all of I think Blaine, Will, and Rachel are all there to watch. They all clap at the end and yes. then like stop themselves because it's inappropriate, I guess, to clap at an yeah. audition. Uh, Blaine's reaction is the cutest thing ever. Like he looks so smug. Like he's like, I knew Kurt was gonna do great. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Uh, um. I, maybe. Yeah, maybe I just like Darren Chris too much. I'm sorry. I can't help but notice Don't apologize him. for that. But so Carmen Thibodeau does applaud uh, Kurt for taking a risk. And then we zoom in on Rachel's face because it seems to make Rachel nervous. Yeah. Like Rachel, uh, her footing is unsure. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about how she's not wearing the Christine outfit anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's something that like... You're right, though, because she sits in the audience, like, right when Kurt starts, and she is completely out of out of the Christine out- get-up. Like, what? <laughs> Was it Tearaway 2? <laughs> Just, like, why? It's so lazy. Production. What are you doing? Maybe, maybe the plan was, after Kurt's audition, he would run off the stage... And then she would just rip off her Christine outfit and she'd be like, I'm Rachel Berry and I'm here to do my audition. And then, you know, impression or whatever. See, I think what it, what it really is, like from a technical standpoint, is that they filmed Will, Rachel and Blaine in the audience reacting to Kurt's performance without the plan right. that they were going to be doing yeah. this. Right. <laughs> because this show is slapdash and lazy as fuck. Or maybe maybe the reason Will isn't in this episode very much is because he couldn't do, like, he had, like, acting conflicts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, food for thought. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I we're moving know. to the next scene because it is Rachel's turn. Sam, 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 Matt Morrison was too busy recording his solo album. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maggie, it had to have already come out for him to have shamelessly plugged himself last season but it was a good i know it was i love you laugh at my joke laugh at my (laughs) joke um thank you uh the next scene we see rachel in the back of in backstage uh doing another little pep talk Mm -hmm. in the mirror being like you are a shining star rachel berry go and show them uh take what you deserve you know that yeah this uh, moments she does moments lead up a little off uh, she does seem a little off center, though. No, I would say she seems a little off. Um, Finn arrives with flowers to give her a little boost. Flowers before the performance? Yeah, I mean it's sweet, I guess, <laughs> but like it definitely, honestly, maybe this is what jinxes her because like this makes no sense. Why would you give someone flowers beforehand? You can't do that. That psychs them out. Um, anyway, she hugs him. She's like, "I'm ready. I'm not nervous at all." 
And then she goes out, announces herself and her song, of course. I'm Rachel Berry, and I'll be singing Don't Rain on My Parade from my favorite musical, Funny Girl. Which Carmen Thibodeau looks blasé. I don't know. Unsurprised? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if she was going to list the songs that people do, like the songs that women do the most for this, this might be on that list. Um, Maybe that's a glee thing now, though. Anyway, Rachel starts, and she messes up. Yeah, uh, the first, like, stanza is fine. It sounds just like how Rachel's has sounded before, Mm -hmm. singing this song. And I gotta say, you know, Leah Michelle kills it for that first stanza. Because, of course, and as you, uh, a listener of our podcast, know, Sam and I do stand for this song. Yes, it's very good. Uh, It's definitely one of the best numbers they've had on the show, period. So... But me. we get to the second verse, and Rachel flubs a line. Yes. She starts singing the wrong line. Yes, um, which is horrible. <laughs> like it just—it feels bad yes. to watch it. Yes, and Rachel immediately stops, and she's like, "Oh, hey, yeah!" And the music stops. Yep. And um, she's like, "Oh, let's start. Let's start over. Let's start over." They start over, and. She fucks up again. The tempo's all fucked up. She's not singing it right. It's just bad. Yep. And then, so then she she messes it up and she's like, oh, just please let me start one more time. And Carmen Thibodeau says no. Yeah. She's like, I, I usually give people eight bars. I gave you 16. Yep. No. Yep. Uh, Gotta give Glee a hand here. They made a, a song that's supposed to be bad in fiction actually bad. Yeah. Good job. Out, you it did it. It only took actually screwing it up from like a technical standpoint. But like, no, it's <laughs> it's it's well done in the sense that like, Leah Michelle is a very good actress and also a very good singer. And mm-hmm. you can tell that she's portraying that Rachel the first time just flubs it. And then the second time is just so like shaken shaken by what just happened it's just yeah and then so rachel's like pleading to get another chance yeah she just like starts weeping and begging basically and carmen dipito is like no and walks Mm -hmm. out she's gone um and then the lights turn off yeah i like that rachel on stage (laughs) still which i i when it happened during the episode i was like oh that seems mean but you know I, at the at the same time, I was like, maybe it was like a kindness. Yes. Like, let's let's let her cry in the dark so that nobody has to like watch her do this. I mean, yeah, honestly though, because I I also noted that that it's like, like the she would not have been done singing by that point. The spotlight, the person who's working the spotlight, chose to make to do that. Like, well, of yeah. course, it's not like it's on a timer no. or something. No, I'm just saying. No, someone's working the lights and they're just like, oh, you know what? we don't need to have this spotlight on her as she completely breaks down about her life being yes. ruined. Let's just... Yeah, let's just turn that off. Um, So, let's move on to the next scene. Blarney Cock. We are in the choir... Yeah, we are in the choir room at 3 a.m. Yes. Which is new <laughs> yes. for us. Yes. And also, maybe for the Glee Boys? I'm not sure anymore. Maybe they hang out there and that's where they have their... their call of duty land parties. maybe um they're they're having a rough study sesh because they've apparently been at it for a while um how long if it's 3 a.m they've at least been at it three for hours three hours <laughs> <laughs> i like how we both assume yeah um 
So uh, there's a little bit where Finn tells Joe. Joe asks Finn about how Rachel's doing, and Finn is like, "I don't know." Like, it, we yeah, we find out the berries are sitting shiva. Um, is that isn't that what you do when someone dies? Oh yes. God! <laughs> it's like mourning. Um, Finn says it wrong because that's funny, I guess. Um, well, he's obviously not Jewish, I guess. Anyway, yeah. and he he hasn't bothered to learn anything about Rachel's heritage because why would he? Um. Exactly. So, but yeah, he he tells her about Rachel's, or sorry, doesn't tell her. Joe is a is a dude. Uh, I imagine that like the Barry household after this choking is horrible. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like what what did you, what do you do as Rachel Barry? You choke. What do you tell your dads? Like, do you just you ask them? Die you ask them to sing. <laughs> You're the bottom. I'm the top. <laughs> before dinner. <laughs> I think I think probably what happened is that she was like Finn, you have to tell my dads I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna go cry in the bathroom. I'm gonna and go also, cry in my my strawberry shortcake. Sex also dungeon. cry in the car and also cry literally everywhere. I mean, it is devastating. Please pass me that bottle of water. I need to stay hydrated. <laughs> yes, but so um, then we get an obvious setup in the present, which leads us to a rock version of. Rain in Spain, which is a number from My Fair oh, Lady, which this is terrible. <laughs> is so cringy <laughs> and awful. It's, the ro- it's a it's a rock cover that nobody asked for ever, <laughs> ever. Well, yeah, the, there's like a part where like Blaine is like, "By Jove, he's got well, it." Because it's, it's but with like a rock riff underneath. What the because fuck? Because it's, it's directly ripping it from the actual musical, Maggie. I which, no, I know, I know. That's what the but, line is from. I'm just saying that it's ridiculous and very dumb. And like my favorite thing, I went back and watched the video for that just to check. Um, my favorite, like my favorite thing about this number is that unlike the musical, they don't immediately use it as a way to impersonate Spanish culture, a la Will from the Spanish hey. teacher. So. Hey, maybe they learned a lesson. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, like I'll I'll give it that like it's kind of fun, but also it's just bizarre. Like it's, it's so unnecessary. Yes. Like if if anything, just do the actual number. Right. Why the rock? <laughs> yeah, but so because <laughs> is it because it's Puck storyline yes. and he's a bad and they boy? Only like sing what? rock for Puck, Maggie. Puck only leads rock songs. It's in his contract. Um. <laughs> I just think it'd be fine to sing it like in the way that the original is done. I'm, and, I don't like, know if Puck has the falsetto chops turn, for that. And turn Puck into a beautiful woman. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Um, but I, I did write at the end of it, there is a fun joke about pre-industrial European deforestation, which didn't think um, I'd get that. Yeah, I guess it. It's that, oh, it's like, oh, wow, Artie said a smart phrase. How funny. Well, mostly it's just, yeah. <laughs> it, the joke works, yes. though. Um. Mm, yeah, the next yes, scene. Yes, thank you. Sue is here to berate Shannon again. Mm-hmm. Because instead of treating anyone with compassion, even though this whole plot line is about treating people who have dealt with domestic violence with compassion, Sue does oh not. Oh my god. I hate this. Uh, <laughs> Sue's like, you didn't come to my house. How dare you? Um... And then we find out that uh, Shannon Beast has moved in with her sister, Denise Beast, (laughs) which is, that is funny. (laughs) Like, Sue's like, 
your sister's name is Denise Beast. And then, well, the best part is that Shannon just kind of gives like a smile that is like, yep. <laughs> like a knowing smile where she's just like, yeah. <laughs> but um, so then, then Sue, well, White Roz gets serious and she's like, I do. I really admire you for, you know, doing this, for being strong. And then Shannon's like, well, here comes the hard part because... It then immediately cuts to Shannon talking to that group of Glee girls and telling them the truth about what actually happened, that Cooter hit her. Um, and then she thanks them for saving her life, which is very emotional. Um, yes. And like, man, I wish it just ended here, you know? So I guess the song worked. I guess. Even even though... Well, I guess the main thing is the song gave Shannon like more incentive because it was traumatic which which was what but like that is what is implied by the roses they're like we wanted you to sing a song that would impassion people to like get out of the situation yeah yeah which is what it did however when they sing a song that is perhaps more appropriate yeah well we're gonna get to it that. does the opposite we'll, we'll get to that at the yeah. end but we'll talk about we'll talk about that yeah. in a second because it's puck's big test it's yes. here he's drawing a horrible dinosaur lizard lizard man monster yes with a guitar yes it it's listen is that puck's fursona Maybe. i guess is it scale sona i mean i think what, it's still fursona it lizard but i mean no judgment to the furries obviously right? we're, but, we're like, not here to piss anyone off besides i guess the people who write Glee, but I'm okay with that. Um, but anyway, he he's doodling, like you said. And the first two songs on this test, you mean the answer? You mean this two questions? Yeah, sorry. They relate directly to the song. Right. It's like where does the most pre- precipitation happen in southwestern Spain yeah. or something <laughs> stupid like that? Uh, yep. He's like in the in the plane in the plane from the song. <laughs> Which the voiceover is pretty good though. Like, uh, anyway, but yeah, and then um, and then the second one is like the line like Hampshire, Hampshire, and whatever. Yeah, the, um, the European, the, the sorry, the English counties. Hurricanes hardly yes. happen. But um, anyway, uh, the so like the test ends, and there's usually we would expect some sort of like a fate, like a sort of like more time is passing no kind of he thing. reads the third you know that does not happen he answers two questions and the test is <laughs> yeah, over he reads the third question and then <laughs> the test is just over which because the third question he's like oh i that was not on the song i do not know that <laughs> sorry i just it's it's stupid but at least it's funny <laughs> Yeah, this scene is actually funny i i think a lot of pucks scenes are funny but like it's just dumb. It's a dumb storyline. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, he leaves the class. Puck yeah. comes out of the test, yeah, and all the Glee boys are there to uh, debrief. And uh, Sam's like, "Does your head hurt? Sometimes when my head hurts after a test, it means I've done well." God. Well, <laughs> the worst part about this is that Puck then is like, "Thanks for being my dad, because my real dad." Oh sucks. yeah. Oh my God, he's like. <laughs> He's like, you're my, you're my dad's, even you, Blaine. And Blaine's just like, thanks. See, okay. Do you think that's a gay thing, or do you think that's a Blaine has only been here for a year thing? I think it's probably. 
probably a gay thing. I would like to imagine it's Blaine has been here for a year thing because Puck is such a horrible trash monster that says shit like that <laughs> all the time that I just want to imagine maybe it's better now. Yeah, but is it? Is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it, it, Puck has like a weird thing with like these past two episodes. He's been, I, I guess it's like he just doesn't want to leave for LA. Yeah. Maybe. And he's yeah. like, just feeling really like nervous about moving and is like and is translating that into showing a lot of bro love yeah um to his he friend. does say that he thinks he does well on the test even though he answered two questions two questions so... uh because we saw that in real time the test ended in real time folks he took most of the test to to doodle that that lizard yeah man. i mean to be uh, fair he's probably failed yeah. math as well so anyway um <laughs> So that's where this ends. We'll come back to that soon enough. Um, so the next scene is... We're back to the Glee yeah. girls. Uh, and they are going to thank Shannon for thanking them. Yes. Well, they're uh, apologizing for making her feel bad about... Yeah, they're going to sing to her. They sing Florence Welch's Shake It Out. Yes. Well... Um, obviously, it's great. Yeah. Santana, Tina, and Mercedes do... Brittany and Sugar oh, just yeah. kind of sit there. Sugar, they're all on stools. Very classically, you know, they're all on stools singing to mm-hmm. Shannon. And Sugar and Brittany are flanking yes. Mercedes, Santana, and Tina, who do the singing. And they just sit there quietly. Yes. Why? Sugar can't sing? I don't know. Um, yeah, I love this song. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but the problem is that interspersed with it once again we see some scenes and we see that shannon is either either she's moved back in with cooter or she never left cooter she has a suitcase so it seems like she's moving back in but she's moving back in and there's a little bit right near the end where they're at like a dinner table or something and we hear cooter say thank you for giving me another chance which i was just like fuck you fuck this this is fucking awful this is terrible yeah it sucks like it's like well so the this more tonally appropriate song perhaps did the opposite of what so i would like to think that even in this fucked up mind of glee they are not implicating the song as what is spurring this because like but Shannon is wearing the same shirt yeah. from the performance to this See, dinner. I think Shannon had already made the decision that she was going to do this. I think that Shannon is lying mm. to them about what she's doing. I don't even know if she really has a sister. She might have like gone to a motel or something. I think she's been trying to like play it off. You know, like she did at the beginning where she was like, I got hit by a punching bag. Like no one wants to admit that they're... I- fucked up i guess but like why is that the decision this show has decided it's to ter- make it's stupid that's the thing the it's fucking glib they're treating it glibly like yes they are which is like the whole point of the episode is to not do right. that right and not only that like why is this the story you decide to tell just, like you no one's making you put <laughs> shannon through like suffering no. no one's making you do that it's not good drama to just like have a shitty man ex- i don't want to see no. cooter he doesn't deserve to be on the screen get him off no yeah, i mean it's just like 
I don't. That like she's not even. <laughs> they brought her back so that way they can have this yes. plot line, and then instead of giving us just an ending where like. Like I said, if they had ended it before this scene, if the last scene where Shannon had talked to the like had talked to the girls and been like, "Thank you for saving me," blah blah blah, if that had been it, I would still think that Glee had messed up here, but I wouldn't be as upset as I am with this because yeah. they're literally just trying to be like, "Oh, like you know, people like you know, there are women who get to who get abused and then go back to it, and like it happens, and it's like, yeah, we already knew that because you had Roz tell a story, like." Yeah, we already knew that. We didn't need to see yeah. it, right? Like, we want to see, um, like, we. that's not a good way to resolve no. this. It's just not. And not only, like, because Glee's not going to come back to this for, like, multiple episodes, probably. Ever, it's maybe. irresponsible. It's garbage. And, like, they, they seem to premise so many episodes on the idea that people are only watching one right. of them. Right. So why do this? Why close it out like this? It doesn't make sense. It's poor writing. It's a poor decision to make overall. And it's just fucking frustrating that they are doing this to Shannon Bees. How yeah, dare they? I mean, and once again, it's very similar in times like I, I can I I can sense in the world that there's an argument that mm-hmm. we have to show this because this is what actually happens. We don't though. Mm, because cute. like we don't we don't have to show it because this is TV. You know that that's so many like storylines and glee. It's like oh well, we have to show somebody being transphobic, and it's like how how about no? How about we show people not being transphobic to put out like a better you know, image, like an example yeah. of how to not be transphobic. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's good. And like we've talked about that before, but I just wanted to bring it up because like, hey, let's instead of putting shitty things on TV, let's. If, if you want to put shitty things, put good resolution that shows an ending yes. that makes sense. Gross. And also, like, Im- implores people to do the right thing instead of giving us just a bad taste in our mouths. Because this is awful. This is terrible. Especially if you want to, like, be this, like, didactic. <laughs> yes. Preach. Yes. Garbage yes. thing. Like, you need to have resolution that is satisfying, not horrible okay let's move on to the next scene the final one kurt is trying to comfort rachel at the lockers and rachel's just like listen i've been crying for two days i cannot deal with this right now i can't talk about anything we both know i failed we both know that i choked real bad you want to know the best line is you and finn are going to be great in new york together oh (laughs) that line is so fucking weird it's like are you saying that finn would go to new york without you like what maggie haven't you ever been so emotionally distraught by something that you just like blow everything way out of proportion because i've been there like i completely (laughs) sympathize with rachel on this one like i can see myself saying that shit so (laughs) and like rachel has cried over a lot of stuff in this show this is a completely reasonable reaction yes. in my mind. Like her life is kind of trash. Well, that's this um, is so one of the things about this is that this has literally been what the show has been leading to for 3 seasons. Because Rachel is feasibly has. our main character. We've known since yes. the beginning that her plan is to become a big Broadway star and that this is how she's going to do it. So the idea that like this is how she is like this is how these things are going. And like her entire life just got derailed. Yeah. 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 She's just going to be space dust. Yep. She's not going to be a special space dust, just normal space dust. Um, Which is 
So, oh my, like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Rachel expresses her feelings through a very intense number, yes. Cry. That's the name of it. And uh, does she that. does yeah. cry. Uh, and it's surprisingly restrained, I-, I would say, in comparison to some other performances that Leah Michelle has given as a crying Rachel. See, yeah. Uh, a little bit less ugly. Yeah, see, I was going to say, I feel like the reason for that. One, first of all, the song is very well done, as per usual. Yes, of course. Um, but I feel like the reason is that Rachel is actually, like, legit. Like, she is crying about something that is... For yeah. real. Whereas, like, every other time yeah. she's cried. Like, sure, like, sometimes there have been real reasons to be upset. But I feel like Rachel yeah. hams it but up a bit. Because she's, she's a little dramatic. She is... She's lo- she loves yes. drama and she sees an, an an opportunity to cry kind of messily and she wants to feel her feelings like yes she wants same, to she Rachel, wants to run same. feeling dot feeling so um. <laughs> feeling dot exe here I am this is my sad cry yes. face you know the one thing about this number that I was sort of expecting was Carmen Thibodeau in the audience okay see I was expecting that too because like I know it, it's funny because I was reading that AV Club review and like in that Todd Van D- Vanderwolf was like, yeah, I'm sure like she'll l- go live in New York or whatever, and she'll just have she'll figure out some other things to do or whatever. And I was like, no way! Like Carmen Thibodeau is gonna show up at something and see her do a great job and be like, oh, I've reconsidered putting you in Niada, and exactly. it's like bullshit. See, I was I was just expecting like a peeking <laughs> Carmen Thibodeau during the final number where she's like, oh, 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 yeah. you, you yeah. know. I, but that is not what no. happens. Um, Cry is good, though. Uh, you know, sometimes we just need to end the show on a big Rachel well, ballad. And before it's we end the show, though, we do get a little snippet to see that Puck failed his final. He got a real F. Of so we don't we don't get any resolution yeah, on that it, either. Just that Puck failed. So yeah, Doonesbury just drops off the the test with a big fat F on it. And Puck's just like, a, a big, a big fat Timmy F on it. Um, yeah, it is very, it is very fairly odd parents. <laughs> but, yeah. um, so that's the episode. And now we're going to do the podcast yes. business. I don't remember how cry goes. I am oh. not the podcast business. <laughs> Except you are the podcast business. <laughs> that's business. <laughs> but it's a metaphor and metaphors are important. Gold stars are important because gold, gold stars, stars are, are a metaphor for, for me. me being a star <laughs> okay uh okay here we are i've ripped off my pants and i'm wearing gold lame pants i've underneath. ripped off my pants and... and i'm not wearing anything underneath okay because <laughs> you're you you're wearing a sparkly cape yes. and a phantom so, mask um, let's talk about yeah. gold stars maggie who is that giant interstellar cloud just forming to become a star um i don't know is the thing. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I'm just gonna have to split it between Rachel and and okay. Kurt. Um, I, with a special mention to Blaine for that weird gel conversation. <laughs> sure. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's I, all I got. I'm giving mine wholeheartedly to Kurt for his gold lame pants. Nice. They it goes so well together. Yes. You know. Rachel's cold open just like hit me so hard in all the right places. Yes, it, it is very good. I, I I do think here the sun is going to cry with envy. I'll get more into this in the rating, but like that is 
the good storyline in this episode, right? So like it yeah. is. It's the Glee. It's the listen. It's the storyline that Glee should always exactly. tell, it, which is about music and togetherness and not like didactic, poorly constructed lessons about like society's ills through the vision of Ryan yeah. Murphy. Maggie, I'm the, hold that thought one second. Modern day stoning. <laughs> oh my God. Um, let's talk about best number real quick. So yes. in this episode, we have, oh, it's okay. Music of the night at the beginning. Kurt, Kurt's yes. rehearsing that. Yep. And then we have uh, School's Out, Puck's Alice Cooper yes. eye makeup rendition. Um, then we have, uh, let's see. The Cell Block yep. Tango. And then we ha- Next is uh, the boy yes. next door not the boy next door then Maggie, there's specifically sorry excuse <laughs> me not the boy next door then there's uh the snippet of don't rain on my parade you can't pick that the rain you can't in sp- pick that <laughs> i'm not i'm not uh the rain in spain yep. shake yep. it out and yep. cry so maggie what's the best yeah. number out of that rain in spain of course not <laughs> of course not uh, shake it out mm-hmm. is good. Just want to say that. Uh, and cry is fine, uh, forgettable, but you know Rachel does yep. it well. Uh, but of course, the best number is not the boy next door. Yes. No. I. It's funny because my actually is exactly the same. I I'm giving it to not the boy next door, but I did call out shake it out and cry because I think they're also pretty well done. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, I, you know, this episode is like such a season two vibe. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> like, as opposed to like, the, like maybe I'm just feeling spoiled because the past three episodes were yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So speaking of, let's talk about the last piece of podcast <gasps> business, the slushy rating. Yeah. The slushy rating. So I'm going to give this episode four slushies out of five. Okay. Yeah. Um. That's where I'm I, at. In it's good done. conscience, cannot do anything besides give it five out of five slushies because it should not have happened. This should not be an episode of Glee. This, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, what about the Niata plotline? Would you want to see yes. that? If this had been just the Niata plotline, or even Niata plus Puck, like, sure, fine, throw them in. It yeah. would have been like Niata plus Puck plus. I don't know anything. Um, Mike, My- Mike's yeah. dancing. Mike's dancing. Mike's school. dancing school. <laughs> Blaine's. On we about Kurt leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more bl- more blatant. Yeah, well, okay, maybe not that. <laughs> um, angst. Good point. <laughs> We've yeah. had a lot, um, but like, I mean, there's so many um, other characters. Hmm, maybe Mercedes. You know, Mercedes YouTube yeah, stuff. You know what we should have really gotten was what Mike's dancing, but more importantly, like. We've gotten Blaine's whole like, oh, you're leaving, but Tina. Tina, we haven't gotten anything about Tina. Tina. We and she was so like despondent exactly. during the Christina bit. Like, what's going on yeah. with Tina? So anyway, that's I, I'm giving it five out of five. I'm sorry. Like, I think there are some really good things in here, but no, like, don't don't apologize. Man, Glee, no, bad. I hate you. I hate you, and I hate what you're doing. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I cried a so little because I'm Rachel Berry. Because <laughs> you're feeling you're just so full of emotion. Exe. Uh. <laughs> So that's it. And what's the next episode next week? What yeah, are we watching? Yeah, so next week, uh, we've got season three, episode 19, Promisaurus, which... 
<sighs> yes, bitch. This is the one where they do yes. Kesha. I am- yes. They sing Dinosaur, which is one of the best Kesha songs yes. ever of all yes, time. I'm so excited. Hopefully it'll be a good rinsing of the mouth. I really need us to get back to that great season three feels where things are good and things work. I'm really hoping this will do it for me. Ugh. Anyway, um, if you want to <laughs> talk to us about Glee, if you want to tell us about this episode, yeah. how you feel, if you think, you know, if you think we're off the base on anything, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we have a Twitter at SNM Hate Glee, and we have an email SNM Hate Glee at gmail.com. Please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash SNM Hakely. You can also search Sam and Maggie Hakely on like the Patreon app or like Patreon website and you should be able to find us. Uh, we have uh, rewards for people who donate to us. You can see our notes. You can listen to longer cuts of the episodes sometimes. You can listen to an extra episode that we've made called Sam and Maggie Like Stuff. We'll be, we'll make more of those at some point. You know, yeah. who knows? Uh, and we also have an Instagram, SNM Hakely. You can check Sam out at his other podcast, All Out Brawl, which is a Magic the Gathering podcast that he does with his boyfriend, Chris. And you can find more of Maggie online at mcar.biz or on Instagram at mcar.jpeg, J-P-E-G. That's the whole thing. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, Glee will redeem itself. It's hard to to know by this point. Next week, we'll be back with Promisaurus. But until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we do hate Glee. From the top. <laughs>